Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazian. I'm Via Williams. I'm Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Seychelle Van Poole. You know, it's, it's interesting. Many of our listeners have shared with us that in pre-shelter in place, they were in this time period of crazy schedules, obligations with family, with schools, with church, with community, with work, right? With household duties, all these different things that made them feel really overscheduled. And with shelter in place, some of you have um, taken this amazing opportunity maybe to have some white space or some reflective time or be able to clear off your schedules. And um, I would I would argue to say probably a lot of you have actually taken advantage of lower drive times to go from what you were doing of 5, 6 meetings a day to maybe like 10 to 15 Zoom meetings a day because you don't have the drive time anymore. And so what we're hearing is, is that while some of you are, are fantastic and shining examples of taking time to pause and reflect and look at what's important, many people have taken this time to double their productivity at work. Um, But maybe it's not always on the exact thing that we need to be doing. And so what we want to focus on today is really how do we get past the overworked self, right? To become the best version of yourself that you deserve. And I have a hint for you. The best way to do that is actually uh, a very powerful two-letter word that most two-year-olds have mastered. And I know when I'm tired, my default answer to things is yes, because it takes more physical willpower for me to say no. And that means that I'm not always saying yes to the right things, right? The things that matter most. So... I actually offered to lead this episode because it's one of the things I personally struggle with the most. So today in this episode, we're going to cover the tips, the tactics, and the why behind saying no to more in our lives. You know, Seychelle, the most precious natural resource that we all have, no matter what country we live in, what gender we are, what we do on this complete planet Earth this time. We don't get it back. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. Yep. Time is the only thing we have in common and how we spend it is actually more valuable than money. Mm. And I think the wealthier you get and the more your empire grows and the bigger your business gets as you understand that, you understand that time is actually worth exponentially more than money because time is finite, Mm. whereas money, where money is infinite. So true, Wendy. This makes me think of the very first uh, retreat I went on with you guys. And we did an exercise, which we call Say No to Say Yes. Mm -hmm. And we were going around the room, and I think it was three people in. And uh, Wendy said, okay, Sarah, it's your turn, but you need a full sheet. We were using one of those, uh, the big post-it note sheets. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when he's like, Sarah needs a full sheet. And I was like, wait, 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 what? (laughs) And we we wrote out a really big list of things that I was saying yes to that I needed to turn those around to say no to. So I love that we're talking about this today. Well, and I think it's interesting because I think that so many of us who are empire builders, we are good at a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. That's part of the problem. Sometimes we see entrepreneurs who are sort of helpless, you know, and they can only kind of focus on the things they're really good at. But for most of us who are entrepreneurs, we're pretty good at a lot of Mm -hmm. things. 
And that I know, especially for the four of us, that's kind of our problem yeah, is that we're pretty capable operators. We're, we're good at sales. We're pretty good leaders. We can get down to the minutia. And ultimately, that being sort of good at everything uh, really can backfire on you. It can, right? Because it, it forces us to say yes, I think, to more things than we need to. Right. And so that's why I love Wendy. I would love it if maybe we could take a couple seconds on the podcast here, a few minutes, and, and go through this exercise because I think some of you listening will really be able to benefit from this. I know it's been, it was a game changer for Sarah. I know Via and I have also really benefited from this tremendously in our life. And actually, a lot of our Amplify founding members have really benefited from this exercise too. So, Wendy, can we take a couple minutes and walk through how you facilitated this exercise? Because I think it would really be awesome to take our listeners through it. Sure. Well, so, you know, when Jay wrote the One Thing book, which is essentially a, a book on saying no to say yes. Mm, true. Uh, he, he wrote that. We've been living that for over 12 years. You know, the book came out seven years ago, but the research started five years mm. before that. So we've really been living that. And we just started paring their life down because like a lot of you guys, I I like to do a lot of things. I like to say yes. I'm like a little toddler, you know, running around every day and like trying to squeeze every exciting thing out of every moment of every day and then falling down asleep on my really comfortable bed every night. This yes. is the toddler and, episode, by yeah, the way. Seriously, two year Yeah, episode. exactly. Yeah, they're all toddler episodes, really, when you get right down to it. <laughs> and the say no to say yes really came from that because it was very eye-opening for me. Mm. And really, it starts with our choices, right? The choices with our time. And there's a graphic that didn't make it in the One Thing book. So those of you that are familiar with the book, it's an incredible book written by uh, my husband and Gary Keller. And the choices uh, graphic was in an earlier iteration. Actually, at one point, the One Thing was over 450 pages. Wow. Uh, which is funny wow. because it... Which makes no sense for a book on saying no to say yes, right? <laughs> and uh, I think that was the conversation their publisher had with them. <laughs> but one of the graphics that didn't make it, which I wish had made it in there, was this graphic on everything you can have, everything that you can know, and everything that you can do. And, and it's really about your time. And so I, whenever I teach this, I ask the question, so imagine... Think about the richest person that you know, right? Who's the richest person in the world now? It's Jeff Bezos, mm -hmm. right? And he, he lives in Seattle, right? Yeah, he yeah. lives in Bellevue, yeah. Yeah, he lives in Bellevue. So, I mean, the richest person in the world, he's worth $85 billion. I'm not even sure if he has enough money to buy all of Seattle, no. right? No. If, he's, if he said, I'm going to buy the whole city of Seattle, I don't mm -hmm. think he could do it. And he certainly couldn't buy the whole state of Washington, right? right? So you can't have it all. Even if you're the richest person in the world, you cannot have it all. And then I think about knowing, right? Knowing it all. And I give the example of every year, 10,000 new business, business books are published. 10,000 new ones. And um, I mean, how many, like, how many books do you guys read on a year in an average year? Do you know? Business books? I probably read... Yeah, or no, just any just book. any books? I don't know, maybe... 20, 20 to 20. 30. Yeah, I would say 20. 20 to 30. 30 yeah. to 40. Probably. Yeah, 30 to 40. Yeah, so Jay reads a lot of books. He reads his goal is always 50. And and when I teach this, very rarely do I meet anyone who reads more than 50 books. I know yeah. Warren Buffett reads like a couple books a day. But so imagine you can't know it all because if 10,000 books are published every year, even the most prodigious reader, aka my husband, mm. could only read 
9,900 and or he could only read 50 and there'd be 9,950 left, yep. mm-hmm. right? So we can't know it all. Mm-hmm. And then really, we can't do it all. We have to make choices with our time. So really, our whole life is determined by those choices in what we want to have, what we want to do, and what we learn. Mm-hmm. And That's it. That's like the secret. And so having that as a framework for you in terms of thinking about your day is really, really important. And so combining that with the exercise that we did at our last mastermind, which was our bring us what brings you joy exercise is really important. And I think what I did was, as I said, just think about um, and take some time to mastermind. So if you have a piece of paper and you're listening to this podcast, you might want to get it out. Grab a piece of paper and really think about all the things that bring you joy during the week. And just take five minutes. Just We're not going to take five minutes here, obviously. Just do a stream of consciousness. One thing that you had us do too, which Sarah and I used for um, our Amplify retreat last year, which was awesome, is we also pulled out our phones and scrolled back through our photos over the last two, Mm, like one, two, three years. And mm-hmm. had like created an album where we put like a heart or saved each of those photos that brought you a twinge of joy as you were flipping mm-hmm. through your photos into an album and then went back and reviewed that album. And that kind of helped that. guide making that list of the things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was a great exercise. And I think one, I mean, listening to you, Wendy, talk about this is, is just so powerful because I think the number one question that I get asked, you know, as a young mom, as an empire builder, is mm-hmm. like, how do you do it all? Right. Yeah. And one of them is is do, right? And mm-hmm. I think that that's the biggest fallacy out there is that mm-hmm. none of us do it all. And that that mm-hmm. question well, we don't. Is, yeah. That's how we do it all. Yeah, we don't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. question in and, of, in and of itself, right, is is wrong because we can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And and no one can. Mm-hmm. Not one person can. Uh, because time is limited. And so it's really mm-hmm. important yep. what we choose to spend our time on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if yep. you were um if you were gonna like take that list, what do you do next with it? So I would I would actually look at that list and think about your top five, your top five things that are the most important to you. And I can remember when I was doing this list, even though it was me facilitating the exercise, I was involved in it. And some of the things that brought me joy during the week were kind of my weekly rituals, if I'm honest. You know, uh, my best friend Jenny and I, we mm-hmm. always go for a walk around um Ladybird Lake every single either Saturday or Sunday and we walk for two and a half miles and we stop and we get coffee and and then we walk for another mile and a half and that was like one, one of the top things on my list you know mm. and having dinner with my family and uh, what was weird was that I when I kind of talk about my hobbies or things I like to do I always say oh I love to travel mm. I love to do this and that but really when I thought about what brings me joy that some mm. of those things were really a lot lower on the list so. Well, and you know, what was interesting is, so my my mom, Barbara, who's awesome, was in the room as well. And I think a lot of people had this aha where they were they were writing out this list. And then what we did is we then said, take your top five things, right? And I want you to go back and look at your weekly calendar and how much of those top five things actually show up mm-hmm. every week on your calendar. And one thing that my mom had on her top five was actually my daughter, her granddaughter, Quinn and spending time with her. And when she went back and looked at her weekly calendar, Quinn was not on there. Mm. And wow, it was Sarah and I like had this big, like <laughs> powerful, it was like a b- very private mother-daughter moment I in front of like 200 people, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on stage where my mom stood up and shared that. And 
Um, and she's a great grandmother. So I, I don't want to take that away from her in that moment because she's a fantastic human and a great grandmother. And she saw her every three to four weeks. And it was a very eye-opening experience for her that she realized that part of the legacy she wants to leave in this world is the relationship she has with her granddaughter. And she committed during that moment in that meeting, like in that like session to spend time with Quinn every single week. And literally for the last nine months now, she has had time every week on her calendar with Quinn. Mm -hmm. And it has completely transformed not just her relationship with Quinn, but honestly, my relationship with her. Wow. I just had a big aha. Uh, you know, for all of us who who have big businesses, we track a lot of things mm-hmm. in our in our business life. Mm-hmm. You know, and what are the things that we're doing that we're calendaring in our personal lives and we're tracking, right? Like that. what what are what are those things? Like I think about you know, Jay and I have gone on a date night mm-hmm. every Wednesday for the last twelve years. We've probably been on over five hundred dates. Yeah. Right? Are you tracking that? Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. tracking the metrics that matter in your personal relationship? Mm-hmm. That's so good. And you know what? I, I I just love this exercise because we actually do talk about it in our vision episode, part one, as well. And what I love about this exercise is that it brings so much clarity around multiple things in your life. Vision for where you want to go in your personal life, mm-hmm. as well as how to um, track your time and what you should be focusing on with your time. Yes. You can literally take this one exercise, and and I would encourage our listeners: don't just do it one time. Right. This right? isn't over and over again. Yes. Yes. Correct. And then you take what's on the list, and then you make sure it's in your calendar. That's right. And I think that that is a big piece uh, to ensure that it happens. And then now, I love tracking. Uh, and so I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'll be making a tracking spreadsheet after this about our what brings me joy. I love I, it. I think it's great. You know, so Wendy gave a couple of examples of things that she says yes to in her calendar that brought her joy. I'd be curious if, you know, Sarah or Via, you guys have anything in your world too that maybe you experience as we've done these exercises over time that have brought you guys joy as well. Yeah, I, I do. And I, I did want to speak to the calendar piece because when we did this exercise, it, it was really powerful for me. And I I found myself thinking just listening to you guys just now that for all of our listeners who are wired a little bit more like me, when, when you hear things like joy or heart singing, sometimes you you want to blow things off. I do. I'm just going to cop to it. Like, <laughs> I do those too. are not my words. Right? They're not my words. So, you want to blow those bluebirds off your shoulder? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> With a fun adjective in there. And so uh, the, the fact of the matter is, is that when I'm doing this, sometimes, um, first of all, you can do it for different aspects of your life. We're being more general. Secondly, you can you can reword it to say, what's bringing me energy? So when you look at your calendar, you can say, what really brings me energy and what drains my energy? Oh, I love that. Love that. Yeah. I think that's and, awesome. and one of the things that I do is every single morning, starting with uh, us doing this exercise, you guys, at, at our retreat. So it's been almost two years for me. Uh, I have my uh, priorities on my calendar. So uh, it's a running uh, thing. Uh, I do it at the beginning of the year. I use the One Thing Planner, Wendy, uh, at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. And it it goes on my calendar. I think it's at 7.30 or 7.45 a.m. is a 15-minute appointment. But it shows that I'm free. So And it's private. All the people who view my calendar can't read it. And it's my priorities for the year. And uh, and then I do the priorities for the uh, the week, and then priorities, you know, for the day. So a lot of that comes from my four one one. It's just part of my mm-hmm. ritual, and I look at it every day. 
And uh, that's a great way to take some of these high-level concepts and put them right into your daily life and use that filter of your priorities to remind you of what's important. And it becomes really easy to say no to things when you're Mm. staring at your priorities every day. That's That's awesome. Well, especially if you've already time blocked for it, right? right? You've already put those things in your calendar ahead of time. Like I just put date night on Wednesday, my whole, you know, really until the end of my GCAL calendar, whenever that actually ends. I don't know how far you can click into the future. Um, Google's I know it's at least four years because I, I planned something that's going to happen in four years recently. <laughs> um, sent you guys an invite. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I, um, I do want to acknowledge here in terms of all of us are at different stages in our life. Mm-hmm. And the priorities are going to change depending on what stage of life you're in. And I shared on our first episode that moment when I realized, you know, I was missing so many bedtimes uh, with my daughter, Olivia. Mm-hmm. And what happened, and I, I can't remember if I share this then, but I'm going to share it now, is that multiple of you guys mm-hmm. said to me, you know, she's, she's six years old. You know, you have about, yeah. um, what was it? Until about she's about twelve, mm-hmm. until she wants to still spend time with you, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have once she's a teenager and once she's off doing her own thing and more independent, you're gonna have all the world to do all these other things, all the time mm-hmm. in the world to do all these other mm-hmm. things. But right now in this phase of life, it's it, it feels long, but it's short, right? Yeah. And just the reminder of your priorities are gonna shift and change depending on what phase you're in. And, and lean into it and enjoy it. I, I think one of the things that I've I've loved by watching my mom, um, and she'll tell you, and if people will ask her, you know, so what's been the best phase of mothering and grandmothering and things like that? And she says, mm-hmm. all of them. Her answer is mm-hmm. always all of them. She says, I have loved seeing my kids through all the different phases and seeing them and the priorities in her life and her schedule has to adapt, right? And so I think it's really important to look at what phase you're in and then look at Mm -hmm. your priority list and then determine what you're going to say no to. And when you're having a young family, when you have a young family like uh, me and Seychelle do, it's really, you're going to say no to a lot more things Mm -hmm. uh, because they become the yes, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that glass ball that that can't drop. Well, and I think it's also good to know, like, what are your metrics of success yeah. in terms of your personal life, mm. right? So I think I, we talked about this on a recent episode, but for me, it's date night with my husband, right? We take six vacations a year. Um, I have breakfast with my family. I have dinner with my family every single day. And those are two anchors for us. And if that all happens, right? You know, some of the other things like, you know, maybe don't matter as much. But I think sometimes we feel overwhelmed, like we have to do everything for our children. We have to make the homemade cupcakes and like store-bought cupcakes aren't going to be good enough. And so what are the things that you're going to commit to doing where you're going to be there and show up and everything else just doesn't matter as much. So good. Yeah, Wendy, the, the work goes into to clarity on the priorities. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think the work also goes into clarity linking why, which you guys said so well, Sarah and, and, and Wendy both said it well. You're visualizing your kids and you're understanding that there's a link this is my priority because I'm only going to have till she's 12. Mm-hmm. You know, Wendy's, uh, Jay says, you know, has a famous story that he tells about spring breaks, mm-hmm. about how he was going to stay home. And Gary Keller said, you know, have you counted up how many spring breaks you actually have left? Mm-hmm. And it, it convicted Jay. And I think there's thousands of us who heard that story who had the same feeling, right? So that's, that's, that's a clarity on, hey, these six vacations are getting planned because... 
this is important and this is important because it's finite, because time is finite. That's right. So I, you know, I talk a lot about clarity and I feel like I'm a broken record sometimes. <laughs> but when you put the work into getting clarity, everything else becomes easier and unnecessary. Yeah. And I and I think, you know, this brings up the the word that we hear a lot, which I cringe every time I hear it, which is the word balance. Uh, because there, oh. it's really, mm-hmm. balance is again, something that really doesn't exist. It's a myth. Yeah. It's a myth. It's a complete myth. And what we all experience is counterbalance, right? Mm-hmm. And so making sure that we have the counterbalancing time, whereas I think for all of us, those vacations with our family are super important. And I know through my exercise, that was on my list, having a, a vacation with my sisters and their and their kids and my and my brother and making sure we're spending time together and having true counterbalance, being all in with work when you're in work time on your schedule, and then being all in with the family when it's family time. And I think as an entrepreneur, you also go through these that was beautifully said, Sarah. You also go through these phases where you know you need to do X to get to X. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think you can communicate some of those things with your family. I can remember when I knew I needed to go on a lot of listing appointments in order to get the, to really, to really have the opportunity to hire someone for that role. Right. So we had two inside sales agents and I sat my kids down and I said, listen, you know, mom's been pretty good about being here for dinner Mm -hmm. and that's going to change, which means I'm going to be going on a lot more listing appointments. I'm not going to be here for dinner. Um, and the goal is is that mom's going to get out of sales. And it's, it's actually a funny story because my son, who was 10 at the time, I said, yeah, I'm going to be um, out of sales and I'm going to kind of be just leading everyone else. And of course, he's a 10-year-old boy. And he goes, oh, will you be the overlord then? <laughs> uh, so we joked, we joked about how Wendy... Wendy was trying to get to be the overlord. And that was that was the case where I was gone a lot. You know, there was a, a whole year where that happened. And there was that finite goal of kind of stepping out of that, right? And so I think for those of us that beat ourselves up, it's okay to have the conversation with mm-hmm. our family. Hey, in order to get this, we need to do this. And I'm still here for you. And we're going to take vacations and, and all of that stuff. And I, I have to say, I've learned so... That's so good, Wendy. I desire to be the overlord. That That is a, a good, <laughs> good takeaway we can put in the show notes. If you are listening, like write a review. Family uh, yeah, write a review and write overlord. Yeah. Um, I'm changing my title right now on my website, actually. Yeah, it's Absolutely. Lord with an L-O-U-R-D-E, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and I think for those of you listening, right? It's like, okay, you four, that's real cool. And I'm so glad that you have figured that out. But it's actually really freaking hard to do. So I want us to move from the abstract, having been on the other side of this, into some of the practical of three simple ways that you can do this if you're struggling with saying no in your life. And so I'm going to list them out, but then we're going to go over some specific examples of, of how you could do this. So... If you're looking to say no more so that you can say yes to the things you that bring you energy, as Via said, or um, that bring you joy, right? The first thing you can do is you can buy your time back with leverage, you know, also known as firing yourself from jobs so that you can pay other people to do it. The second thing you can do is actually you can quit. You can quit something in your life. And I know that's like when I say that, that I, I always have people look at me like, ugh. Quitting is a bad word, you know, but sometimes quitting is a good word, 
right? Yeah. And, well, especially if it doesn't align with your personal mission. That's right. I think it's a lot easier to say no. Like if you're really clear, like my mission is to empower and inspire big thinking leaders mm-hmm. to create lives of abundance. And that's why I'm involved with the organizations that I'm involved in. And if Austin Pets Alive came to me and said, do you want to be on the board? That would be tempting for me because I do like to say yes. Mm-hmm. And yet it's real easy for me to say, you know what? You're an amazing organization. Thank you very much. I'm going to ask around and see if I can find someone to help you um, with this opportunity. And it doesn't really align with my personal mission. Right. Exactly. So and then the third thing you can do too, is if you don't want to buy leverage, you know, if you've bought all the leverage you can buy or you quit all the things you can quit, right? Is you can also reprioritize what's important to you and reevaluate. I mean, and this can even be like Wendy did for a season of her life, right? Of realigning how your schedule looks with your family. It also can look like that in the work environment as well of changing how you manage your time um, and see if it works either if you're working for someone, if it works for your company, or if you happen to be the entrepreneur that runs the company, right? If your team can buy in on that as well. So, you know... Practically, if you think about it, what and, if, well, and I don't want to, I don't mean to jump yeah, in, but I think this, that that it's like it's it is easy to say that, Seychelle. Right. And I would I would say that sometimes probably a lot of you think that you're completely invaluable in your organization yeah. and that you're needed in every single capacity that you're in. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that you're not. And so if you can't see that in your life, yeah. then you need to get some outside help. It's like us sitting down with Sarah and me saying. You know what, Sarah? You are amazing, but you don't need to be doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And 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 if that's your tribe, if that's people that you're working with, you know, anybody, your family, anybody who can give you honest feedback about what you really are essential for and what other people can do, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why you need to know your hourly wage too. We didn't talk about that. But if your hourly wage as an entrepreneur, and you can figure this out by figuring out how much money you made divided by how much how many hours you worked last year. And if your hourly wage is $75 an hour, then you can pay someone to clean your house or, you know, for $25 an hour, right? And, and I think, Wendy, these things and what Seychelles, th- those three things are are so powerful and that's definitely the way to do it. It's scary. It is scary. Mm. Especially when you're like comfortable. It, it's really, really scary. And at times, and that's why that we're, there's a reason we're following this order mm-hmm. in terms of knowing what make, brings you joy, knowing how to prioritize those things. Because when you do that first, because the two big jobs that I gave up two years ago when we did this exercise, I had so many jobs and I was scared to death. I thought, you know, I... I came back and I met with my executive assistant and I said, I'm going to be out the door every single day at 530. Mm-hmm. And then she looked at me and she said, well, who's going to do these th- these things that was, were always time blocked after 530? I said, I don't know, but, I, but I'm okay with them just not happening. Mm-hmm. And it was really scary for those words to come out because it what I was doing had a direct correlation between business growth mm-hmm. and us getting more clients. And I had to be okay with the business either possibly staying the same or going down for me to then, because the other things were just higher priority in my life. What ended up happening was extremely beautiful because other people on my team stepped up. They learned how to do that role in a much better way. And everyone is happier, right? Now, I made the decision not knowing that that was going to happen. No. Mm-hmm. And so it was scary. It was a scary time. But that's why leaning into what brings you joy, leaning into your priorities is key here. 
Sarah, let's talk a little bit more about that because there are some of our listeners like me and, and you who are in organizations who aren't you know sole proprietors, right? And I think that's a really important point that you brought up. And that is this concept of success is not simultaneous, it's sequential. Mm. And mm-hmm. how do you bring a team in? How do you bring an organization in to you saying no? Because I have personally experienced that. I run you know a bunch of brokerages and they all want things. They want concierge programs. They want a luxury program. They, they want a bunch of things, right? And COVID hit. And when COVID hit, I got really, really used to saying, hey, that is important. I want that too. And right now that's not our priority. So we're gonna we're gonna put that on our list and that's gonna we're gonna we're gonna come right back to that after these two things, guys. We're gonna we're gonna go back into stabilization and then we're gonna do this. And and I I was really transparent with everybody. I had everyone, is that okay? Do you understand? Do you have any questions about that? You wanna talk about that? They I made sure their voice was heard. I made sure we had a dialogue about it. So it's really important that you don't just make these unilateral decisions like an overlord <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, steamroll all over everybody. Like I'm not I'm working after 5.30, deal with it. What, what you said is, hey, guys, I am seeing that I have to move the organization forward. Mm-hmm. And I need, you know, I need some self, I need to be done at 5.30 because I have a family and, and I love them and, and I've made a commitment to them. So can we work together to figure this out? Well, That's what you did. Well, I stood up in front of my entire organization and I shared with them what happened. And I said, mm-hmm. what I realized is that I, I'm making the business a priority over my family. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, cr- I was crying. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm here to tell you, I'm not doing it anymore. And, and they all were looking at me. But you know what happened? And this is, I, I think it's even more important with as a leader of an empire for you to get this right. Yes. Because the other thing that came up w- during that day is that my whole team was reflective over what I was doing. That's right. They, they, they were being the same way. They were missing all the things. You know, they, and so what, what that allowed is like all of the parents, all of the, all of the people that look up to me said, okay, if Sarah's doing that and she's making her family a priority, it's okay for me to do the same. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're stronger. I feel like it's been a retention tool. Uh, not intentional, but that's what has happened, right? A retention tool. I feel like our business has gotten stronger and it took me me saying no to a lot of things and, and being scared to death that the business wasn't going to, to, to make it, right? And then to really lean into the, my, the biggest priorities in my life. And that's mm-hmm. that you got to focus on that. And I think beautiful things can happen when you do that. You know, and, and you're so right. People watch... Not just what you say, but what you do. And it it's so apparent you you have this incredible team, right? And they're watching what you do and how you not only treat your team, but how you treat your time, how you treat yourself, and how you treat your family. Because that is what attracts people, right? That's what attracts yeah. retention. That's what attracts vision. That's what attracts culture. And so, you know, just not only in, in helping your family be in a positive position. And I've I'm personally in the middle of shedding a bunch of roles and responsibilities myself right now. Like I committed to a bunch of things at the end of last year, you know, ready to swan dive into 2020. And, you know, our our year looks very different than it did at the time when I committed to some of those things um, at the end of last year today, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm having to go back and completely rework my calendar, my responsibilities, my dollar per hour, what all of that looks like so that my family remains the priority. And... 
it sounds easy when we talk about it theoretically. It's actually really hard to do. And for those of you struggling with this right now, it's a very brave thing to do. And you're not going to like it in the beginning because it's going to feel like you have FOMO and you're missing out on things and uh, you're not doing all the things that you should be doing. But I want you to rest assured that you're doing the things that need to be done and are the most important things. So what are some hacks for that? Right. What are some tricks and tips that you have? Like I know for um, Jay, my husband, uh, he's written multiple best-selling books and everyone's always trying to get on his calendar because everybody wants to write a book. And so what he's done to protect his time is he actually created a little video that he makes people watch. He actually makes people jump through Mm -hmm. about four or five hoops before they can really get his Mm -hmm. time. So what are some of the things that you guys are doing to, to really do that. And this is going to sound really basic, Wendy. And so, you know, file this into this stupidly simple category. But I found that when I had scripts in my head on how to say no, they came out better. Mm -hmm. And where that came from was, you know, I train salespeople. I mean, I manage, I lead salespeople. I always have. And and there's two reasons that we screw up and we either have call reluctance or or we screw up. And it's because we don't know who to call and we don't know what to say. It's one of those two things. So I, I remember going, why am I saying yes? Part of this is I just don't know what to say to not offend somebody. Mm. So, you know, some of my scripts are, oh, I don't know, Wendy, let me check on that. Can I get back to you? I mean, you know, stupid little scripts like that that I would just practice over and over so that what came out of my mouth wasn't, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, I don't know, let me think about that. Yeah, I'll get back to you. You know, um, it sounds dumb, but but it's very, very effective. No, I think it's good to know what you're going to say in any given situation. If you're, especially if you're like Seychelle, like that's been a big aha for me is that sometimes your default is yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you're tired or yeah. hungry or, or exhausted at the end of the day, you're just going to say yes, no matter what. I think for me, I, I had to have a true gatekeeper. And, and mm-hmm. I, until I until I had that, it was just very difficult because uh, I, I felt I wanted to help everyone and I wanted to talk to everyone mm-hmm. and I wanted to, you know, uh, and really it came down to every week. I sit down with my executive assistant and we talk about the priorities and we look at the calendar ahead and I'm not allowed to put things on my calendar, like legit not allowed. <laughs> That's good. And you're you're yes. saving yourself from yourself. It's great. Well, and, then, yeah. and then the, fir- the first group people have to go through is you've got to reach out to Lydia. <laughs> And yeah. if you don't, if they don't do that first hoop, you know, that weeds out people right there, yeah. you know? And so it's like not having the control over that, like giving it to someone else because she she's happy to say no for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but for our... W- w- us that want to please everyone and really mm-hmm. care deeply about people. We want to give all of our time away. And then our own family that we love dearly, that needs the time the most, ends up suffering at times. So One, giving... You know, Sarah... That's good. One thing... I've been on group texts with you and you have a script for that. What you say is, you say, can you email me so yes. that Lydia can see this? Mm-hmm. Yes. You have a script for that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Sasha. No, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Well, I think kind of what you're what, what we're all talking about is yes with conditions. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So... Yes, and you have to do this, this, and this, or you have to talk to Lydia, mm-hmm, or yep. yeah, we all need a Lydia. I mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. Well, you guys, this is this is awesome, and I'm continuing to learn on this journey. As I said, you know, this is definitely one of the areas of biggest improvement that I am personally working on. Um, so I am very thankful to you all for sharing that. You know, we covered today how to find our joy and lean in to get the most out of life. 
why it's so important for you to be clear on your personal mission so you know when to say yes and when to say no to things um, that could keep you from more important priorities. Um, and then we covered how to restructure, right? If you have said yes to too many things all at once, you know, this is how you unwind it. So I, y'all, this is awesome. I really appreciate you and uh, I needed this. So <laughs> so thank you, you selfishly. This was great. You know, if you're listening, I, I invite you to join us next time, right? On our journey together as we are empire building. And if you like what you heard today, if you would please do us a huge favor, Please subscribe and share this with a friend that might need to hear this too. And also don't forget to hit the five star um, and leave us a review of what you learned or write, you know, Overlord. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we just, we so appreciate you guys listening here today. Overlord at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> if anyone has, has that. that yeah. Sure. Someone has that. Yeah, Someone has sure. that. It's not Someone us. is about to get a bunch of emails. That's going to be exciting. So, you know, we just, we want to thank you guys for listening today and encourage you to not only go lead a big business, but an even bigger life and remember, you are an empire builder. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.